0: everybody, welcome to Not My Forte, the softest podcast in town. (laughs) I'm Megan Cottrell, your host. And I'm Amber
1: Franzman, your co-host.
0: So pitter-patter?
1: Let's get at her.
0: Alright, so before we get distracted again,
1: (laughs) it doesn't happen to us ever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we don't get off on (laughs) hour-long sandwich tangents.
1: Only if we're hungry.
0: But low-key, I'm very excited about that sandwich. I,
1: I have been thinking about it. More than I care to admit, at least once a day. It's been thought about multiple times since our last podcast. You know
0: how in high school they have study abroad. We're going to start a travel business, but it's going to be strictly sandwich-based. Oh
1: my gosh. Even if it was strictly food-based, like, you know, eventually my body's going to wear down. I'm not going to be able to be a massage therapist forever. I need to have a backup plan, and that sounds like you just made one for me. Side hustle. It's what I appreciate about you.
0: (laughs) Oh, and I'm gonna give a shout out to yeah. Kayla. Our lovely friend Kayla got us a present that I'm super stoked about. I don't know if we should say it yet, or if we should wait until it comes in and then
1: and then talk yeah, they have. I knew as soon as she sent that. Well, not as soon. I got I got the message. There was like seven between the two of you by the time that I got it. But as soon as she said, "I got you something," I knew what it was, <laughs> and I was like, "I don't want to guess because I kind of want there to be the element of surprise." But then she's like, "I'll give you a hint," and I was like, "Is it this?" And she was well, like, "Damn it, Amber!" Listeners will be surprised. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Kayla, you're awesome. You're Thank the you. best. I love you. That was so. cool You're of invited you. <laughs> on the sandwich trip now. Yes. That has earned you sandwich trip privileges.
0: Previously on Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. I don't have a lot for this one, but I did look up the different type of phobias to
1: see if they were oh, being yeah, yeah. legit or uh-huh. not.
0: Every single one of them were actual was real? words. That's, yeah,
1: that, good for them. Hey, Cause sometimes they just throw out random things and it's there's no accuracy. But uh, that that makes me happy that they were all truthful, real phobias. Coprophobia,
0: and I'm probably pronouncing <laughs> these all super
1: incorrectly. Fear of poop. Oh
0: my god. Cacophobia, fear of ugliness, <laughs> which he does not <laughs> need to worry about.
1: That one's still my favorite.
0: Electrophobia. <laughs> Breakfix. But this one's really hard though. Electrophobia, and I don't know if that even is pronounced right. That's the fear of chickens.
1: No. Be afraid of each other.
0: Pentherophobia. Fear of mother-in-law, which I can't believe there's a word for. That
1: I mean it kind of makes sense for so many people don't like their mother-in-laws. I feel more like more guys don't like their mother-in-laws. girls? I don't know. That could be sexist of me to say that.
0: I love my mother-in-law. Like, I love my husband. (laughs) Yes.
1: Intensely. (laughs) Does Josh's mom listen to the podcast?
0: I don't know. I don't. I can't imagine so because.
1: I'd give mine a shout-out, but I don't think she listens to it either. She's very, she's more conservative. I I wouldn't say very
0: conservative. She's definitely more conservative, and Leonard Kenny is not her jam. (laughs) I can say that with certainty. So.
1: I, I feel like I wouldn't be super offensive to my mother-in-law just because of how my father-in-law is like she's used to some some crude sailor humor, but I don't know if she actually listens to it. I'll have to ask her. If you do, hey, what's up, Mama Kim? <laughs> we got a new state the other day. <gasps> yeah. We got I, Arizona, so we're racking them up, people. We are. That's. Do we have any listens in Canada yet? None
0: yet. No. <laughs> I'm trying. Please send our podcast if you know if you know the cast. Anybody who's been or around, just people in Canada, send send it up there.
1: I've noticed that when I am just speaking my opinion about things, that's strictly what it is. It's just how I feel about it. But I'm curious as to what they would feel about our podcast.
0: I think about that randomly sometimes. <laughs> What would Dylan Playfair think yeah. if he heard us talking about their towel Andrew situation? Think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. But anyway, that's another tangent all, all together. <laughs> the other thing I looked up is the beef grades, because we were kind of oh, talking about... Oh, yeah, the, about, the
1: double A Alberta yes. beef.
0: And I didn't know what that meant. I mean, it sounded good. Sounded
1: high. <laughs> I mean, like... Yeah.
0: A's are good, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's what I would think. So, according to just my Google search. Very scientific. She got on the internet and researched it. I called him up and he said, <laughs> prime was the best. And then there's AAA, AA, and then single A, and then there's ungraded, which is just like your
1: store brand. Oh, that leaves some wiggle cool. room, doesn't questionable,
0: it? <laughs> yeah, some questionable room there.
1: So you said everything in Alberta is at least double A. At
0: minimum, double oh, A. Okay. So that's pretty fancy. And then this was just a take from the last episode that I kind of realized on listening to us, I always, again, listen to the podcast, like, day of, so I can kind of think of... I do, too. And my thoughts when Katie got mad and she threw her stones, I thought, oh, she just went through, like, all the stages of grief. Because, Denial <laughs> and anger. <and> yes, yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> at first, she, she was like, no, like, no, you're uh, just kidding or uh-huh. whatever. And then she definitely got angry and... Oh, what was the other one? Bargaining is she, one. She bargaining. Yeah, because she was trying to say, well, it could be, you know, like the proportions are probably yeah. off. And then finally she just got mad. I don't <laughs> think she... I guess eventually she did accept
1: it. There was no acceptance on Katie's part. Well, because she brings it up in this episode too, which is later on, but she's still yeah. trying to come to terms with it. Healing takes longer just for some people. It does. Bless her. <laughs>
0: All right, so let's jump into the episode. This is Season 2, Episode 5, aired December 25th, 2016. That must have been a great Christmas for yeah, Canadians. Yeah, that's, that's a good... Happy Christmas. <laughs> Happy okay. Christmas, everyone. Well, this episode is called Uncle Eddie's Trust, and so we kind of get an idea of what it's going to be about before we even get into the episode. The synopsis for the overall episode is Wayne and Katie inherit some money. Folks from Letterkenny pitch them on why it should be theirs. So they get 5K from Mm -hmm. Eddie. We find out later. And then we have a weird, crazy mishmash of an episode. (laughs)
1: Did you like this episode?
0: I, (laughs) why is that such a hard question? I liked it. Okay. It again, weird. It was not my most favorite. Yeah. But what I did enjoy, and I had this thought I was going to bring up later, but it's fine (laughs) to bring it up now. This was probably a very expensive episode to shoot because they had to pay everybody. Oh,
1: you just mean having so many actors in the episode. I would say
0: they probably saved up a budget because they're having to pay everybody that talks. And there was a
1: ton of people in this episode. Yeah, I think almost everybody that's been introduced so far was in this.
0: It it actually might be everybody that we've met so far. Everybody but
1: Tannis. I was thinking maybe more expensive in case they had to clear it with all the different shows that they are kind of spoofing off of. But that's I feel the same, though. It wasn't my favorite episode. It, it had funny parts, but it's it wasn't one that I was like, oh, my God, I love this. You got to watch this show. But I did get a lot of notes out of it and a lot of good notes, I think. But I don't
0: know. I guess we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see if that transitions into a good podcast. <laughs> episode. All right. So, cold open. You ran out of beers with your pals the other day. Katie dislikes the phrase to be fair, so it just kind of jumps right in. That's echoed by Dan and Wayne, and so we get the to be fair. To be
1: fair. I wrote, it's the introduction of to be fair. Yes.
0: (laughs) They repeat an exaggerated British accent. (laughs) Wayne discards the last of his beer since the bottom inch is 50% spit anyway.
1: That's a gross thought.
0: It is an I... We'll never, Josh will tell you, dress him crazy, but I will never finish a drink. I always leave that last little that bit because it grosses me out
1: you so know, much. I had never really dwelled on it too much, but now I think it's going to kind of be stuck with me. Whether or not it's factual, it doesn't sound too far-fetched, though. I don't know. We're not, we, let's not get into it. Yeah, we won't get to it. that. You because, all just, blah, 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 no.
0: <laughs> think about it at home.
1: <laughs> Sweet
0: dreams. <clears throat> Wayne says... He doesn't eat the, the bottom of ice cream cones either, which ruins Dan's day. Dan is just not happy about
1: it. I, he said, this conversation is quickly becoming a confrontation because he's getting mad at <laughs> he's it. Like, don't ruin my favorite it things, Wayne. What are Wayne. you doing, Wayne? First beer, then ice cream. I don't like that thought about ice cream either. I never had that thought and not to get too deep into it because it is kind of gross. And Katie even tells him, like, don't be gross. Yeah. She's like,
0: yeah, it's true, but like we don't want to think about
1: it. I'm perfectly okay having never have thought about that.
0: Daryl reports that they're out of beer and they only have their leftover spirits from the Christmas party apparently like six years ago. I don't know. But they're all the different colors of the
1: rainbow. I mean I know that liquor stays good for a long time. Doesn't it just continue to ferment? I don't know. It probably depends on how much sugar's in it and that kind of thing. And also if it's been opened. So if it's opened and left over, I don't know if it would still be. I don't know enough about that, but yeah. Yeah, they had blue cur- curacao. How do you pronounce it? Blue curacao. Curacao. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because Dan says it wrong. Curacao's a place, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, in it's like an Bahamas island. Or somewhere. But it looks like karaku. <laughs> Caraca. Wayne had creme de mint. Yes. Which the liqueurs, you know, if it was like a bottle of vodka or whiskey, probably not a worry, but Things that are kind of creamy, I don't know, seems like... Yeah, I don't like... They should be drank within a certain amount of time of opening. Yeah. Even if it's like a year, it's still a long time, but not six. Because they said it had been at least six years since they did the Christmas party. Which seems a long time for people who don't... Okay. With tradition, that seems like a long time to go in between Christmas parties. Yeah. So they start
0: talking about the different cocktails you can use or make. And then we find out Derry saved the last lukewarm old beer... He's not even sure how old it is. beer for himself. It has
1: to be so skunky. He is essentially drinking a bottle of piss right now. This is my, my old bartender coming out because they hold up all the bottles and are like, well, what can I do with this? And, and it's they do it like kind of like a commercial. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> commercial for the, for the liquor or liqueur and Derry tells him how to make drinks. So he told Wayne, who has creme de menthe, a splash of milk and three scoops of chocolate ice cream and you get a frozen Girl Scout, which I've had. Those are actually really good if you mm-hmm. like mint. Like a lot of people are averse to mint and chocolate. I am not a fan of mint and chocolate. Nate's not either. I love mint and chocolate. But then I looked up other ones and I wrote down my favorite for each. so you have their Letterkenny cocktail, but then now an additional amber cocktail. So you're <laughs> welcome. And so for the creme de mint, I wrote down Grasshopper, which is one that I've had before. I've heard of that. Yes. And it's good. It's the creme de mint, white creme de coco and light cream. You kind of drink it like a martini or in a shooter. I was going to say either a shot or a sipping martini Mm -hmm. because that's kind of sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's either a a little bit smaller of a drink. Like you wouldn't fill up a pint glass with this and drink it. That'd be a bit much.
0: Working to get drunk on this just sounds terrible.
1: Just Um, this in particular. I feel like you would get full way before you got drunk just because... Most of the things that I saw for it, you mix it with milk or cream or something that's kind of heavy like
0: that. Well, even just like Wayne takes it down the hatch and he, (laughs) could you imagine, first of all, just feeling drunk, but then also you're feeling drunk on something that's minty, which makes me feel like I've drank toothpaste and it grosses me out so hard. Yeah. I like creme de menthe.
1: I don't think I could drink it straight.
0: There's so much stuff in college that we drank straight that should not have been. (laughs) Do you remember Aftershock?
1: Okay, so that sounds familiar?
0: It's like a big red was, was, say, was an alcoholic cinnamon?
1: beverage. Yeah. That end did you ever have Goldschlager? Yep. That's what that kind of like spicy stays with you for way too long. That's Ugh. Aftershock's big brother. <laughs> Much bigger, older, hotter brother. <laughs> <laughs> Aftershock is the the well version. That even sounds bad. <laughs>
0: I love when Derry informs them that they're out of alcohol.
1: Uh, it, well, I think he says, we're out of beer.
0: And they all go, no. no.
1: <laughs> Whenever they say no like that, it just, it, they sound so Canadian to me, <laughs> which I'm sure there's phrases that we have and they're like, God, that's so American, but.
0: Or so country. I,
1: <laughs> we're from
0: the country. I know you all are shocked.
1: <laughs> In
0: my everyday life, I feel like I'm not super heavily accented, but I know that when I meet people who are from.
1: When you travel. Places that have very neutral accents, they're astounded. I'm sure also, like, when you guys went to Greece, it was probably more noticeable to (laughs) Greek people. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, not only can I not understand you, but I cannot understand you twice.
1: (laughs) So. (laughs) Well, when I first moved here, I couldn't understand people. We moved here, I was 17, 16 or 17. And I had to have people repeat themselves. We moved to (laughs) which is pretty country, too, and... Somebody said the word "yins" to me, which is kind of like y'all, but I had never heard it before. I grew up in Texas and y'all was said a lot. "Yins," I had never heard. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what the person was saying. I just stared at them for, like, I asked them to repeat themselves, like, three times. Yeah. And then I just, I uh, okay. <laughs> just walked away. I just don't know. We're not going to be able to talk. <laughs> When they say no though, they sound very Canadian to me.
0: No. It was whiny and little kiddish, but also very Canadian yes. to me.
1: And then the blue corsao or as Dan calls it, blue caraco. And Dairy tells him dad, apple juice, pear juice, and garnish with blackberries and you get a blue bijou, which actually sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty good. I had never heard of it before. So I wrote down two for this one because they were both very familiar. One's a blue lagoon and one's a blue Hawaiian. Both yeah. of those I've had before, and they seemed like they'd be more popular things. There was a website that I used to use in college a lot. I want to say it was called bartender.com or mixology.com or something. Like you could go to it and you could enter in ingredients that you had, and they would pull up different drinks that you could make. Mm. Yeah, it was That's really, cool. really cool. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And so both of those were way more familiar. People used to order them at the bar. I had never heard of a Blue Bijou. Blue Lagoon is the Blue Corsau, vodka, and lemonade, which is pretty good. And then the Blue Hawaiian is a very tropical kind of drink. It's Light Rum, the Blue Corsau, pineapple juice, and coconut cream. So I'm not huge on coconut, but if you like coconut, that's a good drink. I could
0: take that even without the coconut cream in it, and it sounds good. (laughs) You can hide vodka in anything too, so. True,
1: yeah, I mean, just add to it. That would be a hard one, I think, to get drunk off of too. None of these seem, except, well, Katie's maybe, but like Wayne's and Dan's don't seem very high in alcohol content. But high in like sugar, and it'd be hard. To, That's a headache. It'd be hard to get. Yeah, it makes me feel hungover just thinking about it. I'm already hungover, I'm hungover watching over them just. do that.
0: I wrote down, I hate schnapps. I mean, I have had it plenty of times. It's definitely a college type drink, and it is definitely a college type drink you down the hatch, Ooh. just like they said. But schnapps is the little kid liquor that needs to grow up and get a real job because
1: it's just not. It, it, they all tend to, think it. to be very sweet but you can get drunk off of schnapps pretty easy <laughs> i couldn't do it as a shot though like as just straight what
0: would yeah. you so they
1: have what is he what told her to just just down, down the hatch, hatch. Well, yeah. what was the flavor again do you remember um, she calls it butter ripple schnapps but to me, i figured that's like butterscotch yeah butter schnapps oh i love butterscotch yeah i actually i have some at home that I can't drink right now, but uh, the, so the drink that I did, and this is, I don't know if my friend Danielle listens to the podcast, but shout out to her. On her 21st birthday, we went out and as her first legal drink that she got out at a bar, I bought her buttery nipple shots oh, that we yeah. did together. And that's just the butter schnapps and like Bailey's like Irish cream. And now that's a good time. It is because those they're good and they're tasty and they're a little sweet and they go down easy. Mm-hmm. And when you add that Irish cream, Get you K- f***ed up pretty quick. <laughs> like, you don't need too many. <laughs> It's really early
0: in the day, or it seems to be still early in the day, but they say the liquor store's closed or the beer store's closed. I forget I wonder which one. if it's a Sunday.
1: I wonder that, too. Are beer stores and liquor stores closed on Sundays in Canada? I guess I it varies know. in America, too. Hot but- take in
0: our life. Here, for the longest time, we could not get liquor. We couldn't get almost anything. Could you even get wine on Sunday? No,
1: you couldn't get wine on Sundays. We were- because, also, wine was only sold in liquor stores for a long time, I remember it was a big deal when just a couple years ago you could start buying wine in grocery stores. Yeah,
0: because the Lord doesn't drink wine on <laughs> Sunday or liquor on Sunday, apparently. Or
1: beer. Yeah, they would like they literally rope the whole section of the store off. And that used to really drive me crazy because so I used to be a bartender. I'm sure you've all heard that by now. But if I worked Saturday night, And then got off work and it was after midnight. I would try to stop by the store to buy beer on my way up to see him. And I couldn't because it was technically Sunday by then. And that was super frustrating.
0: Did you ever make the trip to to Pappy's to get...
1: (laughs) Was that Uh, open on Sunday? I'm sure it probably wasn't. I don't think it was open on Sunday's. Pappy's and Boone's. I went to Boone's a lot too. We lived in a in an oh, area yeah. where it was a big radius before you could get to liquor. Yeah, it was it was dry. Our campus yeah. was technically a it was technically a dry campus,
0: allegedly. allegedly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. But yeah, because <laughs> it was dry and we had the oasis. Yeah, and that, I was feel like that was beer. That's that was
0: it. beer. There was a lot of Mike's hard being drank.
1: <laughs> Ugh. Ugh, that gives me heartburn just <laughs> thinking about it. Oh God.
0: <laughs> if it was now.
1: A days it'd be trulies, and which I feel like would help with hangovers. Really, I had never had a trulie until we went on Desiree's bachelorette party. But they actually weren't too bad. I was impressed by how tasty they were. But God, they made me bloated as hell. Like really? I don't know if it was the carbonation or what, or that you had to drink so many to get a mm-hmm. good buzz going. But yeah, I was super bloated after. Yeah, I, I have the them. same. They were
0: issue with beer well yeah. yeah but i did feel not i mean i didn't feel hung over the next day i felt
1: kind of fine <laughs> what is it it's like hard teltzer yeah right? and i wrote down one more for the the butter schnapps oh, just yeah. because it sounded super good when i was scrolling through recipes i've never had it before but it's called a christmas cookie martini so you got an orange wedge rainbow sprinkles rum chata butter schnapps orange liqueur and coffee liqueur and rim the glass with the orange slice and then dip it in the sprinkles so they stick to the side of the glass mm-hmm. and it just it looked really good it was like garnish with a Christmas cookie I was like, <laughs> you bet I will yeah. we have to try all these when when you can again. yeah when I can. <laughs> <laughs> something to look forward to
0: it's kind of a bummer for these guys in here though because this is stuff Made to go and other
1: stuff. That's these are all mixers for sure. Even Katie's, which Dairy tells her to just drink straight. It seems like stuff that would be left over, except for the blue horse. I always think of that as kind of a tropical fruity yeah. drink. The crème de menthe and the buttershots definitely seem cold holiday season.
0: I love that Derry wasn't around for the to be fair conversation, and he just jumps right in. He does. <laughs> he doesn't even question it he just he like, just goes along <laughs> i'm doing this too i love that I, i'm part of this <laughs> and then they talk about donkey juice which i've never heard it called this but i get the concept and i i caught on through context clues yeah. i would never no i would never put all these things together oh god no i can't even think of they the don't two even... of them
1: going together no none of them belong together they should not be together <laughs>
0: It's just a, a throw up wedding to happen.
1: Yeah. Well, that's Ooh. what he says. He yeah. Donkey juice will make you spit. <laughs> well, at least we don't get any this episode. I mean, they that's reference true. it a lot, but. They talk about it, but you don't see it, so yeah. I'm okay with that. You know, you could talk about whatever, but don't show that, and I'm good. That was a long intro. It <laughs> was. That was a cold open.
0: <laughs> was... I was just sitting here thinking, oh gosh. <laughs> All right, we're getting close to the end of the episode. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just jump to the first scene. Then Katie reports that Uncle Eddie died, Letterkenny's longest-running mayor, and he apparently moved to Fort Lauderdale in the end of his life. (laughs) He left them $5,000. Wayne initially proposes that they use it to throw a party, but Katie says it was stipulated in his will to be used for the good of the community so they're going to post it on their cat okay. and facebook of course <laughs> and then they're going to p- accept proposals from the community so they can you know spread the word quickly among all the townsfolk folk and see who shows up Faster than through a goat.
1: That's a gross saying. It is. So they start the scene, Katie's on the phone, and she goes, well, you can't win them all. And then just hangs up. And I thought, that's like the most insensitive way to talk about somebody passing. I mean, they're very matter of fact and not overly given to sentiment, but still, that just seems, even for them, like... Dang,
0: <laughs> I feel like with Wayne and Katie, maybe like you said, it's part of their personality. But I think I could only see them really showing emotion if it was each other or one of the four,
1: and not anybody else. If anybody else in town passed, I feel like they they could be sad about it. But yeah, it Even wouldn't like be Gail or Bonnie. Yeah. Like who, Katie's close to Bonnie, but yeah. it... like they'd be sad, but it wouldn't be really emotional. We never see Katie get torn up about a guy. Yeah, I mean, even when, with Dirks. Dirks. Dirk. You know, she doesn't really cry or anything. She just, yeah. you can tell you she's get, pissed and hurt, but she, there's no tears. So good just having that in her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can completely tell it's there yeah. without her being overly emotional.
0: You said, you can't win them all. That's what yeah. you she said
1: when she got off the phone. Very matter of
0: fact. Yeah. And she goes to tell Wayne and he said, diddy. Yeah. Like,
1: oh, they got a new car. Oh, That's diddy. exactly yeah. what I wrote down. I said, <laughs> okay. Wayne said, diddy. Like Katie said, this guy
0: got a new truck.
1: That is so funny. I swear we share a brain sometimes. <laughs> it's, he, it was almost a little bit like good for him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, diddy. And then he says, you can't win them all. Like, yeah. God, that just must be what they say. <laughs> That's so weird. We find out that they were related to this guy
0: who was the mayor, which is kind of like a random fact, but yeah. pretty cool, I guess, Though their family's in politics. Yeah. <laughs> and then that the guy moved to Fort Lauderdale. So it's just, I mean, it's random stuff, but it's just, I find it interesting that we get a little tiny it, insight into the family. Into
1: the family, yeah, because we've we've mentioned that, like, hey, there's, there's nobody else. You know, the family farm, the family house, but... They're the only two there, so... Unless everybody else has moved to Florida, too, it leads me to believe the rest of their family has died, which is maybe why they're... Not that they're unemotional, but I hate to say that you get used to it, but, like, it just doesn't hit them as hard. Possibly. I don't know. That would give a little
0: insight into their hard exterior,
1: Yeah, maybe. which they both really have, so...
0: And they talk about what a great guy he is. They obviously care about him
1: in some extent. I've never had a relative leave me $5,000 before, so he must have liked them at least a bit.
0: Then Katie says it. Do you remember how you want to fight this pig? <sighs> and I was so disappointed I don't like that. in uh, her. I was a
1: disappointed in Come on, Katie. Everything. Come on, girl. You're better than that. So they posted on their Facebook, and it shows everybody's reaction to reading about it. And I was like... Gail is back, and of course she's back, and she's she peeing on the side of the road. She is
0: peeing on the side and of the road. And I was road. like,
1: of course, that's how you... She's been gone for four episodes. She
0: comes back hard. And she comes back just as Gail as ever. The montage song is so good. It's called Ballin' by Game Genies, and Josh watched it again today, too, and he was like, I love this song. It's so good. <laughs> but everyone is, you know, just kind of like doing their own thing. We see Gail and she comes back with a vengeance. I thought we might get through most of this whole season without really seeing her a lot. But then here's Gail in all yeah, her glory. She's
1: still undulating.
0: <laughs> it's a lot this she's episode. It's a is, lot. It's extra a lot. Glenn's oh, yeah. doing I wrote down what is it? I'm a bleeding. ditch prayer circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. Anyway <laughs> and that's all i really have that's just i mean that whole little part is just like a quick here's everybody and Mm -hmm. of course we see our guys and that was nice but i mean it's not
1: really heavy on riley and jonesy i mean wayne and katie are in it throughout but like everybody else is in it but just for little segments little spurts Mm -hmm. we start
0: out at the barn it's start all these spoofs out (laughs) bonnie introduces everybody as they come up and we find that out later but She's kind of adorable. She's so (laughs) flippin' cute in this. And she's playing hard into the camera. Yeah. Smiling. Yeah. Flipping
1: her hair. She's really
0: doing like an E! News host would do. Kind of. Because she's still smiling. She's still making sure she's keeping her angles That correspondent
1: personality going.
0: Yeah. And I love all the interjections of small talk into when it's her turn to narrate Uh what's going on. Bonnie narrates an overview and set up for the skids coming in for the first time. They're proposing a local television show a la Intervention. They want to help Letterkenny get sober, which
1: is ironic. Right? I thought so too. Which makes me wonder if they have given up the meth-making business.
0: They'll gather the biggest disasters in Letterkenny and have their friends and family tell them to stop their disaster Is disaster-y a word? It's a bad name. Stuart is surprised to hear that Devin and Rald have prepared a demo <laughs> and they hold an intervention for him right there, a small, tiny one. And then Wayne and Katie are like, Thanks, but no thanks. So, what did you think of this scene?
1: So, the whole show is kind of like Shark Tank, which I never really watched, you know, where people come and pitch their ideas. Yeah. But then I, I wasn't sure until you told me what the skids. TV show was supposed to be, which is Intervention. And I never watched
0: Intervention or Shark Tank. Yeah,
1: I didn't watch either of those. But the first thing Katie asks Stuart is if, like, Basically, if his penis is big. We can't start this until I know yeah, like, about this. This has been bugging me. I, she's like Wayne. like She can't sleep at night. <laughs> Needing to know. But then Devin and Roald both immediately confirm, like, yes, it is. And Stuart's like, no, sh-. Like, stop talking about this. Why are we talking about this? And they're like, yeah, it is. And We're then they go s- on to describe it. <laughs> what did they say? I forget what Devin says. He says he saw it at the at a pool party or something. Yeah. And also when he was young, like 11 or something like that. And so I was just thinking, oh my gosh, that <laughs> What? Yeah, like, Ugh. and then Roald says that they touched tubes as any inquisitive young boys would do. <laughs> Which is what Stuart's doing. He's like, what? But- Stuart is a little taken aback. Like, what is going on?
0: <laughs> Roald and- says it's six pool balls in a sock.
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mental image for you. Katie's and then, pissed. And Katie's still pissed about She's so pissed. God, dang it. She's so pissed. And then they immediately jump into the pitch of the show, and then they come prepared with letters to read to Stuart. Like, it's such an ambush. I've never been part of an intervention. They seem like they would be extremely ambushy to me, and I don't... Again, I've never been a part of one, thankfully, but... I don't think I would like that. That just seems like a bad way to go about trying to help somebody. And I could be mistaken. Anybody who's had to do it and it's been successful, that's good, but...
0: I don't like most reality TV. I hate anxious, awkward situations. And that's all it is. It's all it is. (laughs) I hate screaming and
1: fighting. You know what? The the fact that that's an actual reality show makes it even worse now because they're only there for drama. So, at that point, it seems like you're probably not even actually trying to help the person. You're just I'd be to
0: drama. I'd be willing to bet that the show probably helps with the cost of rehab sending them to rehab. Mm. If I had to guess. Which is good, but also exploitative. Yeah. I don't
1: know. It seems a little that's, too happy. That's how I'm leaning towards this.
0: Hopefully, it's... Well, I don't know. Some I guess sometimes you have to do what you can do. And also, they would have to sign off on using episode so the person getting um, intervention
1: would have they to give have to the agree okay. that it's all right I will say you know devin's never been one of my favorites and I don't I've not enjoyed the back and forths between he and Katie the last few episodes but when he's reading Stuart his letter, And he's talking about, like, what a mess Stuart is right now. He's like, you don't even know if it's a weekday or the weekend. And he, like, glares at Katie. And that was a pretty funny jab to me. (laughs) Maybe because it was just the jab and then they move on and it wasn't the back and forth. But it made me chuckle. It wasn't drug out.
0: Okay, so I mentioned this earlier today to Josh. And I'm possibly just completely wrong, completely off base. But I think that the inside part of the barn might be a backdrop or like i'll go back
1: and look i didn't look too closely at the inside and
0: the only reason i think so is because i was looking i don't know why i look at weird stuff was what's going on <laughs> and i had a pause at the time and it looks like there's a little crease on the ground
1: interesting
0: but i don't know it could just be hmm. me looking well, too hard into things and it-
1: even if it's a real barn like a barn and i it? think it is a real barn but maybe you know how like if you have company come over kind of last minute you might shove everything in a bedroom and close the door maybe that's the equivalent of it all right we want it to look like the barn's open but we don't want you to see all of our stuff so we're just going to put this drapey backdrop so it looks like the inside of a barn but we still have our privacy that's what i was kind of thinking <laughs>
0: it might be for example the people that own the barn might just use it for storage or yeah. it might be completely empty or completely screwed up inside. Yeah. And so they were like, or we're it could have just it.
1: not had the aesthetic that they wanted
0: for the show. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Okay. Or I, I
0: could be completely idiotic <laughs> and it could be like a real, or, or it could be the inside of this barn. We don't yeah. know. We and don't I'm, know. I'm reading way, way, way too,
1: too much into things. But. So this is when we need the actors from the show to have some input in our podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Tyler Johnston, if you're listening, we are we are Daphne Yuba. They said that Uncle Eddie got sober and so this might be something he would be interested uh,
1: in. How, at ninety? I was gonna say how old did they say he was when he finally got sober? It was a present to himself on his ninetieth birthday. Wayne said, Well you've come that far. <laughs> yeah, like what's the point at this point? But Oh, in the
0: background, I'm sorry if I'm like boring you all with like all this background. <laughs> okay. But I stop it. I'll like make notes and I'll stop it. And I'll make notes and stop it. So I just catch things in the background of stuff. But in the background of Devin reading his letter to Stuart, I noticed a flagpole and there's a big canadian flag waving in the background and i thought that
1: is a that's a country thing for us too yeah there's flood like flags american everywhere. flags and confederate flags and
0: <laughs> tennessee
1: art. flags yeah and tennessee just, flags so yeah, that is a big thing here it, yeah. i don't remember ever living anywhere else that had so many i mean people put them on their trucks and drive around here too like i've i've never seen it as big anywhere else that I've lived as it is here. America.
0: (laughs) My grandfather actually last month had a big-ass flagpole installed (laughs) because... If you haven't noticed, we live in America. We just wanted to make sure you all knew. Yeah, in
1: case you guys didn't know. <laughs> but saw that, I mean,
0: that was a pretty big flagpole that they had back in the background. And I think it was just someone's house that happened to be in the background. <laughs> so my immediate thought was, oh, they do that in the country in Canada too. It's so. just a country thing
1: then. That's all I have for that chunk.
0: The only thing I have is when they're talking about Stuart and Raul Touching Tubes, (laughs) Wayne and Katie look at each other and then they're so embarrassed (laughs) for Stuart. And Wayne says, Sounds like Touching Tubes was a pretty big setback for Stuart, but your pitch was the real disaster. I'm out. And they say out so Canadian. I
1: feel like they could pronounce it that way, but that it's kind of put on especially for this episode. Mm-hmm. And they have that very dramatic background music <laughs> yeah. too for it. So, But that's the last
0: thing for that scene. Then we jump to Bonnie introducing... Our favorite guys and your favorite guys. We're, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's your favorite guys too right. because you can't tell me any
1: different. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can't correct us unless you so, send in the emails. Exactly. So, Sorry, listeners.
0: <laughs> until you email us and tell me differently, I'm assuming everybody loves Riley and Jonesy as much as we do. Yes. So the winner's of the genetic lottery with no more than an ounce of gray matter between them. And here,
1: she is a little sassy. She's as a as little she mean. mean. <laughs>
0: I mean, if anybody, if you're going to say that about anybody,
1: I would think it would be the skids first, but. Or McMurray. I mean, yeah. like, as her brother, but she should know. That's true. I have no illusions about my brother. I know what he's at. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Riley, Jonesy, Tyson, and Joint Boy show up and they propose a local version of something like, in here it said the ultimate fighter. Josh said it was like
1: something else. I can't remember what he said it was. I can't um, either. He literally just told us right before we started the podcast. You can plug it too. here, Josh. I know you're screaming it right now. He's like, God dang, these women can't we remember it. What button do we have to push to start recording, Josh? It never works when you not
0: here. Literally. Okay. We won't even get into that. I was going to say, I could push a button and it not work. And Josh would just have to walk in the room and push the same button. The exact same and button. And be like, that was the easiest. Lord, I can't drive. Yeah. <laughs> anyway.
1: Figure it out.
0: So they propose a local version of what we call here in the wiki page, The Ultimate Fighter, where the toughest youth in Letterkenny live in a house with a gym and a pool. They work out together shirtless. Katie admires the posters of the sweaty dudes.
1: Wayne finds the whole proposal a little fruity loops. (laughs) So I wrote a true story after Bonnie says, They're the winners of the genetic lottery because, really, they all are. I know she's trying to be mean, but she's not wrong. I mean, that part's not wrong. Because, damn. Yeah. At first, I until they got further into explaining it, it sounded like America's next top model to me. Just because all the people coming in the house. And then they're like, and then they'll fight each other. And I was like, oh, no. I guess that's not entirely accurate. That would have been a good one to use as America's Next Top Model, and And then they could judge all these girls and be involved. Yeah. See, that seems like, come on, hey, I've got good ideas. Jared (laughs) Kiso and Jacob Tierney, if you need an extra writer. The way that they are describing it, it does come across as a little bit sexual in nature, because they're talking about no air conditioning, so they'll always be shirtless, and they'll always be sweaty, and they're going to teach them to wrestle too. And then he goes, what does he say? He's like, top mounting and bottom control and stuff like that something along those lines and throw in some booze let them have a drink together too and then there'll be a pool and they can go swimming afterwards and wayne's like what are you guys getting at here (laughs) like what is your actual angle on this
0: riley jones you're still pissed at katie and she she gives zero f's about
1: that well and i wrote jonesy finally finally catches on to katie's how she does these things about finding out riley still has not caught on and he's like, shh, like shh, <laughs> shh, 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 "Shh, you're gonna give us away again yay jonesy <laughs> Yay, brains oh and God. beauty <laughs> yeah. there's that gray matter between them
0: <laughs> so i had a question about this and i don't know if they're doing this on purpose or if they're like playing into it tyson always has a red bandana in his back right pocket I didn't know exactly what that meant, but I knew that I had seen somewhere it meant something. So I Googled
1: it. Is it like a Bloods and Crips thing? (laughs) That's what I thought at first. (laughs) That's what And I was like, oh, maybe it's like
0: a gang thing. But it has to do with, like, sexual preference. And so apparently a red bandana in your right back pocket. And there might be other stuff that says that I'm wrong. I don't know. You all write in and tell us if I'm (laughs) wrong. But shows that you're a submissive. Like S&M? So, yeah, if you're... Well, like, basically you're a bottom. I've never heard that before. <laughs> That's funny. And I thought... I wonder if they, like, know this for sure, if they're playing into it, if they have no idea. He's just sweating he's carrying a bandana. Just... I don't know. <laughs> but I just noticed that I always see that enticing Yeah, in
1: right there. You can even see it right there. Yeah,
0: exactly. I thought, surely that has to have something to do with something. I don't know. Huh. But I thought that it was funny because it was playing into even more the situation they yeah, were into, talking into about. Into their pitch. Katie says, Uncle Eddie was into helping the youth. And Wayne says, yeah, it was his only downfall, yeah, really. They, they this was his only
1: downfall. It reinforces his, his love of children. <laughs> and I put that the Skids pitch was bad, but this one was horrible sounding to me. Because of the fight. Like, oh, we'll take all these kids and we'll get them in the house together, and then they'll all fight each other. And I was just like, what the... F-? Okay.
0: Also, you're actively learning to fight each other, and then you're going to feed them alcohol, and they're going to be in a like living together. That's just more fights uh, waiting to happen. Yeah,
1: that's not good at all. And a destroyed house. Yeah. But Katie's she doesn't go for the pitch, but she's like, but leave the bulletin board. And then Wayne is like, I'm out, and take that with you. Please yeah. and thank you.
0: <laughs> it's funny because at first... You almost kind of think, oh, this might be down both their alleys Uh because it's about fighting. That's all about Wayne. And then Katie's like, love these sweaty dudes. I think I'm into this. But then then they end up not being about it. The last thing I said is just a cute little line that our guys said. Wayne was saying, oh, this kind of sounds familiar. And I think Riley said something like, it's a fresh new idea. And it said, fur to fresh. (laughs) 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 I love them. That's all I have for that one. Next up, we have Gail. and she comes in hot.
1: Yeah, as she's always. doing all
0: the things we don't want her to do. <laughs> she's introduced as a bartender turned dog breeder. So it so kind she of she does breed dogs. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if that's like kind of been her transition. She lost her bar, so now that's kind of like what she's getting into to make money. She wants to give back to the community by Helping people find love, and then this is The Bachelor spoof. I have to say this up front, I'm not a Bachelor watcher. So
1: I never watched The Bachelor or Bachelorette either, but I know that it's, like, huge with some people.
0: I mean, how many seasons is it Yeah, been? I was
1: going to say, I mean, they have dozens and dozens of seasons and spinoffs and craziness. It was never one that I watched either. Me
0: either. Because of, as I said before, all the girls are signing up for
1: this very dramatic situation. I don't like fighting. I'm not. I don't want to sign up to watch you fight. And I will say I did watch America's Next Top Model, and like you said, that would have been a good one for here. I watched it for like maybe two or three seasons, somewhere kind of in the earlier yeah. on seasons. But Bachelor, Bachelorettes, never one that I I got into. But then after hearing them talk about the premise, which I I know what it is, yeah, I know what it's it about, knows the premise, but hearing it spelled out like that makes it really sound awful.
0: Gail explains it to. Wayne, and he it surprised me even that at the beginning he was kind of seeming like he might be on
1: board, but she yeah, says he, he was like, "Oh, okay, That's yeah, almost well, like tell me more about it." Kind I think of. he
0: originally kind of thinks of it as, "Oh, I get to date these twenty girls or whatever yeah. it is." Oh, well, and you know, Wayne's looking for love. Yes, he, is. And he has, so He's like, been oh. very upfront that he's <laughs> looking for love right now. Twenty women from Letterkenny would live in a house together to compete for Wayne's hand. Wayne is keener on the proposal than Katie. Gail mentions that he'll have to visit each of the three finalists' homes, have sex with them, meet their families, and then decide which one to marry. And he and Katie both seem
1: into it up until, like, meeting the families. They're both like, oh, yeah, that sounds nice. And then she's like, then you spend the night with them. And they're like, Whoa. and then you just, you know, you spend the night with all of them and then decide which one you want to marry. So they know going in that I'm going to be sleeping with more than just one of them. Their families know that I'm going to sleep with their daughter and other people. And they're all on board with this. Yep. What? And that really does make it sound pretty. Okay. But that's exactly
0: what it is. It's It's exactly what it is. When when someone just repeats that back to you, you think
1: this is terrible, but it's what it is. But it is what it is. Yeah. And it's popular enough to have had, 20 whatever seasons and spin offs. Yeah, and multiple people sign up for it, want to be a part of it. He calls it. Self-harming, health-hazardous, and humiliating. (laughs) Yep, that's exactly it.
0: And he rightfully says he wouldn't want to date a girl or be with a girl that's okay with all that.
1: I don't want to marry a girl who's okay with me dating 20 other girls at the beginning of our relationship. And then Katie says,
0: is there a girl version (laughs) of that? Because I think I would be interested. I I
1: would be down for that. Come to America, Katie. There's a girl version.
0: (laughs) I have down, where are they going to find 20 girls from Letterkenny that he doesn't already know or has already dated or something?
1: That are available and age appropriate. They're not there.
0: I love that Gail says, I'm offering you 69% of my business and Wayne asks why (laughs)
1: and she says both sides benefit. That is kind of funny. I can't remember what the hockey players percentage that they asked for but the skids asked for 66.6% and Gail asks for 69%. Their percentages kind of go along with them as a person.
0: And Eddie apparently was a notorious matchmaker so this is a consideration for them too. Josh also made some notes about this episode. Just like I said, if you watch it and you think of anything, write it down. Like just not as detailed as mine get, but just comments and
1: stuff. So he he wrote it down. And actually, worked for. He seems to have from here. It looks like very nice handwriting. It's actually probably better than mine. Nate's is better than mine. I have very.
0: I have very scrawly, scribbly. Yeah. Yeah. You know. He wrote down legend on the D floor and then Gail
1: immediately says
0: sheboink. boink. -boink. (laughs) So that kind of gives us an inside
1: look. (laughs) That's one of Gail's funnier things to me. She's still undulating. That's the only word I can think of for this movement that she's doing. She doesn't stop and she's unfazed, but she still says the word sheboink.
0: I wrote down Gail's
1: stance and squiggles. That's a good way to describe it because she has a wide leg spread stance that she assumes. Mm. And squiggles. That's the but,
0: only way. <laughs> that is the most scientific way to state what she's doing. That is the
1: technical name for the movement she's doing.
0: I don't think I'll ever get into the Bachelor or
1: Bachelorette. No. I just don't it's, I mean see it. I feel like when it first came out, it was, you know, risque and this good-looking guy and all these pretty girls. I hope people are kind of coming around to the realization, understanding of what it actually is and seeing how harmful this show could actually be. It's a terrible premise for a show and it shouldn't be happening still. It's 2021, people. I think
0: at this point, people really see it more as a performative thing because a lot of these people when you sign up to do it, it is literally a casting call. So it's, I mean, even though maybe not necessarily actors and actresses, I feel like people signing up for this are trying to get noticed. They're trying to be in. They're the not spotlight. even actually
1: looking for love anymore. They're just looking yeah. for that 15 minutes of fame or something to kind of boost them into a more known fame. Even if it's insignificant fame, slight fame, it's still some sort of taste of that. One thing I do know, because I love my
0: gossip magazines, is that the most recent Bachelor came out as gay. After, after the, did the show with after, a bunch of women? Yes, and he had he'd picked a girl, and they seemed to be happy they dated for a while. He's dated women, I think, his whole life. Uh-huh. And, you know, he just finally came out recently after the fact. That's kind of gotten, like, a lot of
1: news. The only thing I really know about it... Is that the majority of the couples don't stay together?
0: The very first ones I think are still together. Really? If I remember reading that correctly, so that's good. Maybe, maybe at the very beginning it started off
1: as something and then a little more. We're actually looking for love. Yeah, I feel like I've seen a blurb on Facebook or something that three couples of all of the seasons of everything actually have stayed together. But yeah, I feel like you're right. One of them has been together for like years and years from one of the very first.
0: I think it's the very, very first ones. And like I said, I don't keep up enough to know. Maybe that'll be on previously on next time or something. Oh, Gail said something about Kareem, which I'm sure was inappropriate.
1: (laughs) Of course it was.
0: And I can't remember what she said exactly, but then... (laughs) Wayne or Katie one references Canadian cream. And so I looked it up what they're talking about. They're talking about Tim Horton's Canadian cream filled donuts. Yeah. So he says like
1: Boston cream and she says Canadian maple is better, which sounds really good to me yes when we were in portland we went to voodoo donuts and they had one that was called a a portland cream that was really good but they had one that was a maple bar with a literal slice of bacon on top of it oh (sighs) that was such a good donut
0: that sounds so, nice
1: maple and bacon that does sound really maybe weird.
0: we'll change our sandwich based tours <laughs> to bread based tours so we can go through a variety of yeah, foods didn't you
1: say there was a bakery there too that did specialty cookies mad batter yeah i think is what it's called so it's gonna be a foodie tour yes that's how em- i emphasis travel is
0: concentration for me on
1: bread and bread the stuff carbs. <laughs> Carb specific yes <laughs> this is a carb trip
0: then we go to the McMurray's and Jim Dickens. <laughs> was it your least favorite? It's probably my yeah, least favorite. Yeah, my least favorite. McMurray asked Bonnie really quick, Hey, did you feed the dog? And Which is kind of
1: funny. Yeah. Like a funny lead into it. All right. All right. you feed the dog? Yes. Oh, well, thank you. And I love that she's like irritated with him. Just as much as everybody else She's trying
0: to be professional here, McMurray. Come on. (laughs) McMurray, Mrs. McMurray, and Jim Dickens pitch a local version of Storage Wars, claiming that the contents of abandoned storage lockers and selling the contents are going to make people a lot of money. Katie tells them that she's skeptical that anything of value is kept in a storage locker, especially an abandoned storage locker. And the group presents the contents that they've retrieved from a storage locker in Tiverton, which includes fishing lures, DVDs, microwave oven, paint, and other items. And McMurray values everything at $50,000, at least a hundred for each drill bit. That's okay.
1: crazy for one. This was another show that I never watched, whatever storage unit I've show. I've seen a few of these. Have you? Yeah. I, I've never seen this. And I know that the draw is, oh, there could be something in there worth a lot of money. But I'm kind of leaning with Katie. Like, mm-hmm. I've had storage units before. I've never abandoned one. But usually, other than some things being sentimental, nothing in there is going to fetch a grand amount of money.
0: Same. He overprices a lot of this stuff. And I, that's exactly what they do on on Storage Wars. You could get, in theory, money out of it. But it's going to take a lot of effort. And you might not make any
1: money. Well, and I could be mistaken because, again, I've never actually sat down and watched it. I kind of know the premise. Isn't it like auctioned off? And so you're spending money to get this abandoned unit. So you have to at least make up whatever it is you spent on it. And then whatever else is left is profits. I just don't see Mm -hmm. that being a lot of profit. For
0: the most part, they normally open it up. And there's a group of people there, and you can peer in, but you can't touch anything. You can't go into oh, the so unit. so you can kind of... You can get kind of an idea. If you see something that you think, oh, I, I think that might be valuable, you know, that you see it, like, from the outside, then you kind of get an idea of what you want to
1: Okay, so it's not offer. like you're going on a completely closed storage unit That Yeah. At least that's a little bit better, I guess.
0: They auction it off, and you have to recoup at
1: least what you've paid for it, and then Just hopefully make more. Hope that there's something good in a box somewhere. I put McMurray is one of the only people that can like instantaneously aggravate Wayne. They're so disjointed because, you know, Wayne's pretty easygoing and like is fairly easy to have conversation with with most people as far as flow, but they have no flow at all. They only ever interrupt each other and talk over each other and it's all because of McMurray. (laughs) Just like get on with it, McMurray. Like, oh my God. McMurray,
0: he just wants to be involved. Like he, (laughs) later on, you know, like we see where he's kind of calling himself one of Wayne's best friends. And he just wants to be like included and
1: part of the gang.
0: They pulled in Jim Dickens. And this is a very appropriate reason for Jim to be involved. To do his. He's there to do the auctioning for the storage wars. So, okay. I get that. Okay. What's Mrs. McMurray's favorite word? Okay. Sucker. Yes. (laughs) I hate it. it's (laughs) It's <laughs> hate it hate it
1: hate it she's so cringy <laughs> to me she's a, i mean we've said it before she's a beautiful woman she's pretty she has a nice body she is so cringy to watch or look at when she's mrs mcmurray though you said she was in another show and maybe she's not as bad mm-hmm. on that one i hope this is a really put yeah. on character yeah. she's right there with gail for me she doesn't quite move the way that Gail moves, but she literally like licks a paint can trying to be seductive and that was so gross I like well stop doing that. I just want to like thump her on the head. She says who
0: does she need to and I'm not gonna say who does she need to speak with? I'm saying that instead of what she says <laughs> Quote to get a and T around here. And when she says that it pans over to Jim and his eyes are really big. Yeah. He was just like, like, oh my gosh. Hey, what? anybody got any gym I can use?
1: <laughs> Which he's been around her because he's on the ag board. Mm-hmm. And so he should be kind of used to her. But yeah. I guess still sometimes when people spout stuff like that, it can be like,
0: what did you just say? And McMurray doesn't even, it doesn't face him a bit. He no. just keeps on with his pitch.
1: I put that these are some of the worst pitches ever. Like none of these have been good ideas. But literally, these are all shows, yep. and it made me wonder, what were the original pitches for these shows actually like in a studio with producers and stuff like that? Somebody had to actually pitch these ideas, and they had to say yes and turn into shows, and that just doesn't seem possible based on the very realistic way that they're being pitched in this Letter episode. <laughs> That's
0: true. You hear them out loud, and, I- and again, you think,
1: this is a terrible idea. This is a terrible idea. And someone took that and put it on TV. <laughs> yeah. The Bachelor has tons of seasons. I don't know about the first two, how many seasons they had. The storage locker, show, I think there's like a few different storage locker shows. Yeah,
0: there's so few.
1: And they have multiple seasons. So, I mean, yeah. people watch it might still be going yeah. for all I know. So, for as bad of ideas as they sound, there has to be some sort of target audience yeah. that they're reaching. <laughs>
0: yeah. McMurray continues with his pitch and then when he takes a breath, Mrs. McMurray says again, "I'll even settle for a Jim Collins." <laughs> Do you know what that is?
1: I've heard of a Tom Collins. I've oh, sorry.
0: Maybe it is Tom Collins and I can't read my own handwriting.
1: <laughs> Jokes on me. I didn't a Tom know if that Collins was like a Canadian spin on it. That would be hilarious. Like so we're going to call it
0: a Jim, Jim Collins yeah. because Jim Dickens. Okay, anyway. <laughs> So what's in it? Cuz I was wondering. Ooh,
1: that I would have to google that. I know that. it's a
0: gym a gin <laughs> drink. A gym drink.
1: I can't get off you of got it apparently. On the brain. I got gym dick skin on the brains. <laughs> I worked at like a sports bar and so we did a lot of beer and we did a lot of margaritas and even a few martinis and then like different kinds of daiquiris. Tom Collins was not a drink that people came in and ordered at the bar I worked at. That so it seems I,
0: like a golf type it seems a little bit more... Drink, um, like a country club type Yeah, like country drink. club
1: a little bo- more like if somebody feels like they're kind of high class. I'm not a gin drinker either. I don't like gin. I don't like gin and tonic. I don't like gin with limes. I I have tried different kinds. I'm not a gin fan.
0: I went to a bachelorette party this
1: weekend <laughs> and I met a 22-year-old
0: a who, she loves gin.
1: What? I See, know. See, and gin also seems like an old person drink. Exactly. Or a Snoop Dogg drink. Like unless you Snoop Dogg or well, your elderly uh, don't yes. be drinking <laughs> yeah what 22 year old likes
0: gin how did she drink it she said she would drink with anything she loved it Ugh. I know
1: That's... she's an old soul apparently I guess man I like to think of myself as a crabby old man but I'm still not drinking gin I don't know to each their own
0: McMurray said, should I call you Vanna White a little role play there?
1: I'm like, calm down. Yes, they both need to just calm down all the time. They need to take it down like five notches at any given time.
0: He's wildly overpricing all this stuff. But then when she gets those stupid drill bits, she points it to her butt. Did you see that? (laughs) I
1: I must have blacked that part out because I, I noticed the licking of the paint can and the inappropriate body movements with some of them. But I didn't notice that part with the drill yeah. bits. She
0: does that, and then she sticks them in her chest, yeah. like area, it, and like, like cleavage. Here.
1: And he even says that you could put them in. You get he says drill bits in your tits or something like that. Yeah. Which, why, why, McMurray? Why, why
0: indeed? <laughs> and you know, like you know from the jump, Katie, why you're not into this?
1: No, he does not price anything even semi accurately Don't they pull out a vcr a vcr so there's dvds and a vcr <laughs> and which this is I 20 at least 2016 like right. vcr's were already pretty obsolete at yeah. that point <laughs> dvds are almost obsolete now you can just stream everything i don't foresee them continuing to make dvds at some for point. very long yeah, yeah that'll be pretty dead everything's just streamable so
0: Eddie wouldn't have liked this idea, and neither does Katie or Wayne. No. Nope. So she said she would take this idea, put it in a storage locker, and abandon it. And abandon it. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. And then we get to your favorite boy.
1: I love my Glenn.
0: <laughs> I put Glenn in the salty treats, but I realized after the fact it's not the salty treats. It's, it's not just... the salty treats, yeah. Three of his poor youth that he suckered into coming. Before uh. they start this, though, I love that... Katie just is like,
1: Bonnie, where'd you eat your dress? Yeah, <laughs> I like that part. <laughs>
0: Bonnie's trying so hard to be a professional and she's just, you know, she's doing so good playing into the camera. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Uh,
1: smiling and she does little like shoulder shifts yeah. and head tosses and stuff. Her yeah. physical humor here is really good. I, I love it. And she, it's the first, She's funny in this episode. Yeah, and it's the first she really gets to show off anything. Yeah, it's kind of her first time more than just saying hi to Wayne and mm-hmm. flirting with him or just standing outside the dollar store she actually got to talk a lot more in this episode. She's like, it's a Christmas present, I don't know. I don't know, could <laughs> you find out? I think so. So
0: cute. When her and Wayne talk, and when her and Katie talk here, maybe she's very Canadian, but they're very polite, like, yes, please, thank you, do you need anything? Yeah. It,
1: I just thought it was very cute. And I wondered, uh, just for a second, cause Bonnie's talked specifically to Wayne a couple of times, like said hi to him, asked him if he needed anything, things mm-hmm. like that. But based on the last episode or two episodes ago, I wonder if Katie's like hitting on Bonnie a little bit.
0: Yeah, because like, oh, she you said, get your dress; it's so cute. Sweet on Bonnie too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm like, Katie trying to wheedle her way in,
0: playing games. <laughs> Glenn arrives with three boys: Milo, <laughs> Levi, and Finn, who are really Kennedy, Cohen, and Campbell. <laughs> sounds like last names they are are. (laughs) with whom he gives back to the community by spreading the word of christ through song you knew you were in for it when he said that yes he wants to use the five thousand dollars absolutely no return absolutely no business he just wants to take it and use it to take them to los angeles to audition for america's got talent the boys sing a hymn while glenn sings and dances around them
1: going back to how the percentages that they ask for reflect on them, Katie says, at what percent? And he says, 0%. That's the Lord's percentage. And, and I just
0: died. Like, the Lord's percentage is actually 10%. But yeah.
1: Like <laughs> the Lord needs this money. So no, you're not getting any of it back. And I will say though, my mom used to watch America's Got Talent, but she would DVR it. And so I have seen multiple episodes. I don't think I've ever watched a whole season like through, But I have seen quite a few episodes of America's Got Talent.
0: I wrote down a weird note here and I cannot for the life of me think why or how I got to it.
1: Tell me what it is and I see if I can help you out.
0: Glenn and Wayne are lactose intolerant.
1: Yeah, because he says, have you ever had a frozen Girl Scout? Oh, yeah. And he says, yes, but with three scoops of chocolate gelato instead of chocolate ice cream, lactose intolerant here. And Wayne, he says something like, you could you power, can power through, through that it. if you really wanted to. Like, okay, Wayne, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I wrote that down because this is going to be a little side tangent, but based on what we're talking about. So, I follow Dylan Playfair on Instagram, uh-huh. and he did a video the other day. He is apparently, as he puts it, violently lactose Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know you're in for it when he starts a video like that. <laughs> He was like really nerdy, excited because he put cream in his coffee that day. He said, but I'm by myself, so it doesn't matter. And he took a video of his empty car. He said, it's about to get crazy. Oh my God. (laughs) So that just made me think of that video.
1: I'm not, thankfully, because I enjoy dairy things. But sometimes it does just make you gassy. But I know that some people like get horrible stomach cramps and stuff. I guess maybe you could kind of power through some gas but i don't know that i would want to power through if it like doubled you over in pain mm-hmm. which is what happens to some people but i guess wayne doesn't care because did he make himself a frozen girl scout he might have he, he
0: obviously <laughs> did i guess if he he was talking about how it tasted good or have you ever tried it so i guess he had tried one at one point yeah did you see the hand motion when glenn said that he wants to take them to the epicenter no, he goes the
1: epicenter. Oh my god! <laughs> and I said, Glenn, kind of a fisting motion, in case any of you missed it. <laughs> I don't know why I decided to do that, like you all can see, but it's exactly what. It was I just for me. <laughs> yes,
0: secret time for Amber. Yeah. But talking about LA, he's taking them to the epicenter, and I thought, oh, Glenn, gotta tone it down
1: about twenty percent there, but yes. So these poor boys, they don't look super uncomfortable. But I feel like I feel their pain. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they're not outwardly making too much of like an uncomfortable face, but there's no way that they're actually comfortable doing this. <laughs> I wondered if they were
0: said berry extras. Oh, maybe probably. I was thinking probably, I don't know unless they specifically went to go cast for uh-huh. these.
1: Yeah, um, and they could
0: have done either, either one, I guess
1: made sense. And the kids, they're not bad singers, but they're not great singers either. They're not like spectacular. I wouldn't say they're America's they're got not talent phenomenal. winners, yeah. yeah. But Glenn start singing and it's not good. I don't know if he's putting on. I hope. I hope so. Maybe
0: Jacob Tierney Loki is a great singer, but he's not here. And then he's
1: like I don't know where you are, Finn, but you're not with me. Praise him And it helps me if I start dancing. And then he starts doing these little dancey motions and they're singing like I'm pretty sure it's not even I could be mistaken, but I grew up in church and it doesn't sound like any hymn I've ever heard. I've not heard it either. I think it was just made up for the show. And I was going to ask Josh specifically, since Josh has a musical background, are the words that Glenn is saying here real things?
0: Yes and no. He's saying real words that actually exist for the most part, at least in the beginning of his spiel. But then he just kind of starts adding O and auto and stuff to, like, random regular words. But while a lot of these words he's using are actual musical terms, he is not even a
1: little bit using them correctly.
0: I looked a few of them up. Did you? But, okay. But he's going to have to, I, I think I looked up two. I was going to say,
1: he says crescendo at one point, and that's the only one that I was even slightly familiar with. Like, okay, that's yeah. an actual musical term. Everything else he said could have been complete gibberish and I wouldn't have known.
0: I knew crescendo, falsetto Falsetto, yeah. And Castrato because I don't know why but and I double checked it. So that's the one that I made sure you to did. look up because I don't know why Josh and I were talking about this at some mm. point. But so a castrato, in case for those of you at home who uh-huh. wanna know, is very interesting. This is a male singer that's been castrated to
1: have a like get a falsetto
0: keep a well to keep their boyhood voice so they they're trying to keep them in an alto or a soprano range and that's, I mean, they quit doing that in
1: like eighteen. I was going to say, that's some okay, commitment something. to your craft, man. Yeah. That's inhumane. That's horrible. Yeah, I
0: mean, well, obviously, I would say that this used to be done to young boys. They obviously were not lining up, I'm sure, to get this uh, done.
1: I wonder if it was done specifically for like, if they were religious singers, if they were priests or, you know, boys that were in the choir that were going to become priests, so maybe they're... Possibly, maybe they didn't really need their ball sack, but I don't know. That just seems horrible to me. he that called, seems horrible to me.
0: He called Levi, I think, a castrato, and I was like, when he said it, I my immediate thought was, oh no, oh no. <laughs> Glenn, what are you doing to these boys? He mentioned the, why don't I just take them to the local talent search? And I was like, I saw that (laughs) Hey, we saw the banner for that! (laughs) And I also wrote a question, because these are obviously extras in the show, but I wonder if you have to pay for vocals like you do dialogue. So in an extra situation, you have to pay them extra if they say anything. And these guys don't say anything, but they do sing, Mm. kind of. And I wondered
1: if it was like the same situation because they don't actually talk. If it was some sort of loophole, like you don't really have a speaking line, but you have a singing line. I don't know. Maybe it's just if you have lines, because they would have to pay him for speaking, but somehow didn't have to for singing. That seems very unfair to me. It's just one note, and they give them
0: names, so that makes him a little bit more of a character, but yeah. I just didn't know how that worked. Hmm. And he talks about, he's going around and like referencing all these things. Josh, if you want to help me look up all these crazy words for previously He on, says a lot of
1: crazy words.
0: That would be very helpful. Josh was, he mentions madrigals in this. this is something about levi this isn't madrigals and josh was in madrigals <laughs> what is that i'm not I'm, i don't i, don't I still don't is. even know if i understand so madrigals was basically just advanced choir in high school and we wore tights and renaissance outfits and performed christmas hymns in the fall semester so yeah and he says finn this isn't okay glee. And I used to watch Glee. I almost just drink out of <laughs> That was almost a spit take. I'm so sorry. That was good timing. I didn't. I watched it a bit. I think I kind of dropped off after a while. But I think show choir involves dancing.
1: Is that what Glee was?
0: Yes. Okay. They had to have some sort of dancing movement.
1: So there was some choreography along with the songs. Yes. I'm interested now to see if there's any home videos of that. <laughs> When oh, Josh and it performed. makes sense.
0: They call the Finn. They said, Finn, isn't okay. Glee. Finn is the lead guy in Glee. That's the name of oh, the yeah. main head oh, that's, singer. That's guy. funny.
1: Yeah. That's a little.
0: I okay. just now uh, live on joke there. I wouldn't have gotten then. And Glenn goes and smacks the back of his head. And Wayne kind of perks up. He kind of looks like he was a little irritated by it,
1: but he's pro he's, smacking kids. I, I was gonna say Wayne is completely for smacking kids left and right. Maybe only if he feels like they deserve it, and yeah. maybe he didn't feel like that was worthy of a smack. So Possibly. it's like I believe in this only when I deem it necessary.
0: Katie immediately is like, I'm I'm
1: out. Wayne says
0: wins L.A. because Glenn says, oh, we can get it together by the time we go to L.A. Like and, we
1: could practice more. Yeah, and, and Wayne be says, wins L.A. Yeah.
0: And Glenn says, next
1: week. He goes, oh. Okay. I am No. Never mind. I thought maybe, but no, there's no way. And then we jump to Dan
0: and Daryl. And of all, I think this is kind of one of the sillier
1: This one was ones. probably... My favorite
0: because you can tell they're not even really into into it, it.
1: yeah, it's just a thing that they're doing. Well, and they even said, Well, go ahead, go ahead, and then we'll. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. let's read it. Okay, a hungover Dan and Daryl want to use the money to get jobs for people by opening a factory to make duck calls. Everyone in the factory has to wear beards and shoot guns and blow up beaver dams. Wayne and Katie are intrigued until. They say they'll use their influence to condemn the homosexuals and then go home, eat supper, and pray. <laughs> and then they admit they don't actually have anything against homosexuals. They just saw this idea on a TV show, which we we know yeah. they're spoofing Doug
1: Dynasty. And I feel like that's one, even if you never watched it, you know what they were talking about. <laughs> Katie says, that's the worst pitch I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> and then Wayne says, Dairy can't grow a beard.
1: Bonnie, she's so hung up on Wayne, but when Dan and Derry come, Derry says, hi, Bonnie, because, you know, he's, he's sweet on her, and she's like, hi, Derry. Hey. Like, you can tell she's okay. not really into it, but then she says hi to Dan, and she almost seems kind of into it. She's like, yeah. hi, Dan, like, not quite as much as Wayne, but definitely more than Derry. I made a note about that, too.
0: My thing is, maybe Derry's just getting on my nerves lately, like, like the character's <laughs> just getting g- on my nerves lately, but... Is the way he says hi a little creepy? (laughs) He's
1: just saying hi. He's a little... I'm trying to think about how to phrase this. Maybe he's just kind of been a little more annoying lately. But we've talked about where he kind of has some childlike innocence, Mm -hmm. but that can kind of translate into almost a creeper vibe. Not because I feel like he's a dangerous creeper, but just more like he doesn't quite have the right way to like social interactions he just doesn't do well and so it comes off I think he does come off a little bit creepy
0: I think his tone in this was a little weirdly creepy
1: well even in like the episode where they're trying to pick up girls at Modine's and Wayne has to make a point like don't go touch your hair don't start with that don't
0: lead with that yeah
1: I I think Derry's just he's just awkward he's okay awkward but what he is I don't blame Bonnie on that one (laughs)
0: Here we already know that Dan's got a girl, too. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's a well-known thing, and Bonnie sees it as, well, Dan's for sure, like, not trying to hit on me. He's got
1: a girl. He's a a neutral, so I can be nicer to him, whereas if Derry is actively trying to hit on me, I don't want to encourage that by being too nice, which I I know, I I get that. Or at least I used to get that. I don't have to deal with it as much anymore, but... (laughs)
0: Derry even like jumps right into the gross stuff. Like you go take a piss or whatever. And then I threw up. Like I just, you know, I, I got sick. It's oh, just yeah. like, I
1: think I didn't, I didn't write anything down about that. Which they all did
0: like, except, well, I guess except for Wayne. I don't know if Wayne drank any of it, but cause they all drank know, the donkey, the donkey juice. juice
1: and it made them spit. Yeah. At least they said spit. It wasn't quite as bad and you didn't see it happen. So it wasn't quite as bad. He said I had
0: to call Earl
1: or call Huey. I've never heard it called that. I've never heard it called that either which I don't don't find myself well-versed in all the the vomit talk, but I've never heard those phrases before. I did watch a few episodes of Duck Dynasty, like, once. Early
0: seasons. Yeah. yeah, like,
1: it came on, and it was some sort of, like, marathon, and I had never seen it before. I had kind of heard of it, didn't really have any interest in it, and then I watched, like, seven episodes in a row. Mm-hmm. And then I never watched it again. Yeah, it
0: seems like one of those shows where you could jump in kind of watch like get into it, especially if it's on like a loop or something yeah
1: it was on it was some sort of marathon that day but yet to me it was like it was silly enough to where you could kind of watch i had it on as like background while i was do i think i was wrapping christmas presents or something you know not giving it full sit down and watch focus mm-hmm. and also it was easy like there wasn't enough running storyline to where you really had to know what happened yeah. in the episode before. <laughs> you are going to be lost. Yeah, in the wasn't next episode. Be lost, but they say they want to shoot guns and blow up beaver dams, which seems really mean to me. Yeah. And Katie even asks, like, are the beavers still in there? Which I had never thought about. Yeah. Like, they didn't do it in the episodes I watched. At least I never saw them blow up beaver dams. But that seems horrible wow. now. Thinking back on it. I mean, did you ever watch it? I
0: did off and on a little bit, like because my mom and dad would mm-hmm. have it on that channel a lot. I. Never saw them blow up the Beaver Dam. I wonder if they did. If anyone knows, please.
1: I feel like they know. must have in at least one episode yeah. in order to be, have to be referenced like that. But then in this part, Dan was like, and then once we've established our brand, then we're going to condemn homosexuals. And I was like, oh, because that's what I remember when that happened. Do you remember when that happened? Yeah. And it was like a big thing it was a big deal and i think that's when they kind of really started losing popularity i think they i don't know if they canceled the show after that they i don't i don't know have. it might not have been immediately after but i i feel like it was because of that because that started going yeah. downhill
0: i love that they just kept with it though because dan said <laughs> but but it's okay because and yeah. then he just keeps going with it and then oh they admit i really don't think any of this they just looked like they had fun and i wanted to yeah <laughs>
1: Katie says that has lawsuit written all over it, which makes me wonder if they got sued. I didn't follow that story closely enough. I, again, I, I remember when that happened. I remember it was a big to do, but I didn't closely follow it. But then Wayne says that Derry can't even grow a beard and they start kind of yelling at each other and then Derry makes this shrieking noise. It was super and out of nowhere. like, what the okay. f- was that sound you just made? I wasn't on board. Yeah, it was weird. I believe that Jerry probably couldn't grow a beard. Dan obviously has a beautiful beard. I like beards. My husband has a beautiful beard. Have you seen Jared's beard? He
0: mm-hmm. grows a pretty beard. Oh,
1: is it gingery?
0: I don't think so. I think it's more dark. We're going to take another... Oh, we're going
1: to... We've got a, the Google tab open. I believe that he could grow a good beard because he doesn't really have body... Look at that beard. That's a good beard. That's a ginger beard for sure.
0: It is gingery. He wears it well, though. And I think he's got a good jawline, and I think that's helpful. Overall, I'm not a fan so much of beards. I wonder if,
1: for the character of Wayne specifically, because the beard doesn't seem like it would be something that a farmer wouldn't have. So I wonder if he just has chosen that, like, Wayne doesn't have a beard.
0: Yeah, he feels like he's decided he is very clean cut, and this is... He's just decided this on his persona, so mm-hmm. that's his deal. I wrote down. I'm wondering, or I'm kind of assuming, Jared Keeso doesn't like any of these shows, or probably does because they
1: make fun of them. Thinks they're silly. Well, and in reality, I will say America's Got Talent. A few episodes of that you know kind of brought me to tears because the people singing, they do those background stories on all of them that are supposed to tug at your heartstrings. But other than that. They all are pretty stupid shows. (laughs) But it's also easy to get sucked in. I totally get that. There is a certain guilty pleasure in reality TV. So, like I said, I watched a couple episodes of Duck Dynasty, and I've seen a few episodes of America's Got Talent. But none of these did I ever get into. But I watched Dancing with the Stars pretty
0: hardcore. (laughs) Josh just started watching the mask singer for the longest time. We're like, this is a dumb show. This is, it's, this is so stupid. And it is, it's dumb and
1: I hate it. And
0: we've watched find so much of it, it.
1: Trying to guess who it is. Yeah. We watched the first season of that. I think it was on Hulu and it was a day that I think it was in quarantine and we were just all home and mm-hmm. like, well, what, let's see if we can find something new to watch. And we watched like the whole first season of it. We haven't seen any more, but it's on season five, and Josh wow. is about it. I I'll think have it's fascinating if he wants to watch any more of that because that yeah. was one even Scarlett sat down and watched with us, and it, yeah. it takes a bit. She's thirteen, and so she doesn't want to hang out with us as much anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I get that age. <laughs> for me, I don't care at all, except for the fact that I want to see if I'm
1: right. Yeah, the thing about reality shows like that, I hate when the judges talk. Even when I watched Dancing with the Stars, I would record it and then fast forward through the judges' commentary and just watch them dance. That, to me, I don't like about reality shows. I get that. What other shows do you think that they should have had on there? Because I just was thinking of a couple. Well, you said America's Next Top Model, and and that would have been great. That would have been a good one. I just think they could have put keeping up with the Kardashians just because some people die hard love it and everybody else hates it so much I feel like that would have been a very easy one to pick on. I wonder if they did have to clear it with the people though and they just probably couldn't have cleared one like that. Well they they... never
0: used a specific name they just used. That's true references and i would say that is probably they found
1: the loophole <laughs> yeah
0: i would say that's the loophole they they uh, that's the hill they died on is yeah. it, it's all reference i'm sure that legal had to it had to be run by legal keeping up the kardashians is a big one. Oh, and dance moms that's one. That's a big one, too. I've
1: never watched it either, but the Dance Moms one seems mean. It's very um, intense. Yeah, as much as Wayne doesn't like kids, I don't want to see kids getting yelled at and, like, their feelings hurt. Maybe I'm a bit of a coddler. I don't know. I don't like to think that I am, but I also don't want to scream at children yeah. for not being perfect. I that just doesn't do it for think me. think
0: the Glenn thing... I- Made a note earlier, I thought that he was a good persona of a stage dad or mom.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Getting onto the kids, smacking them, kind of yelling it like, this is all your fault that we didn't make it. Even though, obviously, Glenn is the worst one there. Making it all their fault.
0: Well, nobody's getting any money, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So, Katie says, what's the one thing you said this morning we should have done? And Wayne and her decide to have a party. Which,
1: his little gasp when he realizes what she's talking about is adorable. What did you say when I told you that Uncle Eddie died?
0: I say he's a good guy. The other thing? I say he's a real good guy. The
1: other thing. <sighs> He'd want us to have, have a party. He's so, cute. so excited. It's his inner child coming out, but it's nowhere near as annoying as Darius. It's straight up so cute.
0: It's excitement that he can't help. let out. So they decide to have a party. And that brings the community together. I mean, a community party, everyone coming together, I think that's a good idea. Uh, Did you notice though
1: that bonnie's there but the mcmurray's aren't there i did not notice that hey i noticed a little detail megan didn't what? <laughs> she's well a, i, I she's did a count little detail person. but i didn't even
0: i didn't write down or notice who exactly was there but i wonder if that was just a day they weren't
1: shooting oh uh, maybe yeah because i was like okay well they'll have everybody who pitched you would but think yeah but no uh, unless i missed them but i i watched it a couple of times and i'm pretty sure that none of them are there except for bonnie's there
0: I counted 13 people there.
1: Okay. But that I did better. not n- <laughs> notice who exactly it was. At first I thought, tall guy. Jim Dickens wasn't there either, but then he popped up in the background. I was like, okay, there he is. But he's kind of easy to see.
0: They toast Uncle Eddie at this party that they've decided to have. And that's them putting the money back into the community in the most appropriate way <laughs> they've decided. The most Uncle possible. Eddie way. And Daryl are reports after... The whole little font at the bottom says they, they didn't, didn't need a bar. They didn't need
1: a bar, yeah. Because they say a couple of times, we need a bar in this town since yeah. uh, Modine's is still burnt down.
0: After watching it for, you know, the second time, for the podcast specifically, they're talking about a bar in the beginning. And so I realized immediately they laid the groundwork up front for this to be what they pick later on. And then Derry says they're out of beer. And Katie
1: says 5000 worth, and Yep. So I did some beer math. Okay. Because... $5,000 worth and then like you said there's 13 people there. 13 people. So I wrote so $5,000 worth of beer can buy in Canada a pint of beer is about $6. So $5,000 would buy 833 pints or 13,328 ounces of beer. I didn't count specifically I kind of just counted them up on my fingers trying to think about who was there. I put there was between 15 and 20 people so there's even less people than yeah. I thought. That would be around 750 ounces a person, so it's not exact math, but that would be 50 beers a piece if they're pints. But if they're drinking 12 ounce glass bottles, that would be over 60 beers a person. Holy shit. <laughs> to go through five thousand dollars. how of beer. you all <laughs> put them back, but that would lay me out. And okay, so even even if they got good quality beer and it was double. The price that would be still over 30 beers a piece, which 30 beers would. I don't know that I've ever drank 30 beers in one sitting. That's a lot of...
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's a lot. And it looked like it was just for the afternoon. I mean, it's not like... And
1: it wasn't the whole 5,000 people in Letterkenny. It was the the 13 people that were there.
0: I did not really math, but I wrote (laughs) down a few things that I saw. I think they spread that 5K over a few different things because they had the grill there. Okay. So, they had the grill, and I'm assuming meat there was boxes that kind of looked like pizzas boxes but when i looked back i thought "Well, that's probably like meat was shipped yeah I was say, like sometimes hamburgers you can or buy something like
1: bulk steaks like you see those yeah. little stands set up on the side of the road yeah it's like 20 ribeyes for 25 dollars or something like that and we know
0: they're into their meat so those were there there was a big box of cigarettes <laughs> they must have gone to the reservation <laughs> there was four kegs oh my god there was seven boxes of puppers boxes, so I don't know how many are in a box because it was like, like a, a yeah. like a case but bigger in the back of Wayne's truck. And then there was at least two boxes. You know how wine comes in boxes of six, six bottles yeah. of, Gus of Gus and Brew. and then Riley and Jonesy had cupcakes. So I'm assuming they were cupcakes. Oh my god,
1: that's adorable. <laughs> yeah. I missed that. No. Yeah. Jonesy was trying to he, feed Riley a cupcake. It was adorable. That's anyway, so cute. Either way, even if they included food in this, $5,000 for a party for 13 people, even if they all ate a steak, is a lot of alcohol.
0: It's a lot. And, and none of
1: them even seem drunk.
0: <laughs> I know. You think two boxes of Gussin and Brew would, would be okay for 13? Well, I don't know. I think so my ratios
1: it, are off because they seem to be hitting them so hard, apparently. Like, if there's six in a box, that would be almost an entire bottle per person, which... Sure. That's a lot. Of- okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the last time you drank a full on bottle of liquor. I, it's been literally years. I think that I used to get a bottle, and not a huge bottle, like vanilla vodka, mm-hmm. and I would take that to a party at Nate's house and just mix it with stuff. And it would still probably take me two parties to go through it. I could see that.
0: Bonnie's here and she's helping serve the Gus and Brew And I think it's really cute because Wayne says, Thanks for helping today. And I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. And she gets her promise of the next jamboree, she gets
1: a dance. This girl, she almost reminds me of Stuart with Wayne, she's just trying so hard she just wants him to like her so badly she's such a pretty girl and she could probably literally date anybody in the town except for wayne apparently that she wanted to that she wants and it just it makes her come a little desperate seeming like he's just not that into you and he i don't know why he's not but for whatever reason he never really seems very into bonnie like she doesn't really phase him the way that she does everybody else in town
0: it hurts my feelings for her, because yeah. I, I get it. I've had a Wayne. and Oh, uh, yeah.
1: I think we've all had a Wayne. Everybody's had a Wayne. Yeah, that one person you just want to notice you.
0: I like the little tiny solo cup shot <laughs> things that they have. Those are cute.
1: Yeah, oh, so was it Gus and Bruce? Because when I saw it, I immediately went to Jello shots. That's just the delta in me coming out. But,
0: I think what,
1: well, but I mean, it makes more sense if it's gusset
0: Yeah, I think it was just shots, jello shots in those little things. I think are more difficult because, I, and yeah. this is me coming off a of Bachelorette weekend again, <laughs> and where we had a lot of jello shots. But I think those shorter ones to, are easier to do. Yeah,
1: from our tongue expert. Tongue there. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> our <laughs> expert. It's so bad. Yeah, you got to do that.
1: No, don't. Tongue, don't finger. That's how I always did it. And then the last few times I had them was still a little while ago. Everybody did it with their finger first. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. Because I always did it with my tongue. Yeah. I mean, because they were just in those little, like the short ones. And so it was easy to just to tongue it and not finger it.
0: I feel like college prepped me for. there. Th- these young girls this weekend, I did one, you know, just with my tongue and shot it back. They were all
1: just mesmerized by you.
0: And McLean was like, that was so graceful. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, that's a, that's a way to, to look at it. But yeah, she was awesome. They were much younger than me. A lot of them were almost a decade younger than me. But they were so cool. Like, super chill. When there's a word for how much older you are than a person, it... Feels rough. Well, that's it for this episode.
1: No. Uh.
0: We've kind of went through everything. It had funny parts. It wasn't one of my favorites. It wasn't one of my favorites, but I do love where they end up in this episode. I like the little party. I I love Wayne's excited. (laughs)
1: I always like it when it feels like they're cohesive as a community because sometimes it leaves off rocky or like not a very happy ending. This was a happy ending one. Uh, and you
0: know, I always like it, episode when it's more Riley and Jonesy focused. Yeah, so. and they
1: definitely had they had their moments in there. Yeah, so. not as bad as some. Not
0: as, as great.
1: great as others, others yeah. yeah it was a middle of the road one for me i would say middle of the road for me
0: like on the higher end i would give it, it a six a or range. seven out of ten. Oh, so this is a thought we might add this at some point another podcast that i listen to they do like a rating scale it's gilmore guys so i, oh. I love gilmore girls and there's a podcast called gilmore guys and at the end of is it guys talking about it's Gilmore Girls? It's just two random guys talking right. about Gilmore Girls. Okay. One's seen all of them and he loves it. The other one's
1: watching it for the first time. Okay. I didn't know if it was guys that talked about Gilmore Girls or if it was a podcast about the guys in the show. Either, either one, one works would, for me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say either one would be, would be great. Uh, some people are really into that show. Like, yeah. For some people, that's the show. I have seen it all the way through though. Mm-hmm. So uh, Yeah, either one of those works. <laughs> I enjoy
0: it. I think it's a good show. I don't Rate it, like, as high as, uh like, a Shits Creek, for example.
1: No. It's not one I feel like I could watch over and over and over again. Like, I've seen it all the way through. I might watch it through one more time if I if hear it's that. it's on. Yeah. If yeah. they're like, oh, Gilmore Girls is going to be taken off Netflix. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll watch it again. Yeah. It's not one that I seek out often but
0: I'm rewatching it a little bit at a time now because I'm listening to uh-huh. I found this podcast I'm listening to at the end they rate the episode and they just pick a random thing to use as a rating system every episode. For example, Laura would wear all those weird, silly bucket hats and so they would say, I give this episode a six out of ten bucket hat <laughs> I like that.
1: Oh, we could completely copycat that.
0: <laughs> I know. I hate, yeah, I was going to say, I hate copying it. But what I was getting at is we, we should find, maybe not like pick a new thing every time, but like we should find some sort of rating system. So maybe that's something we can do for the next fun. episode. Out of, I guess just we could try out. like out of 10, what would you give this one? This one probably a five. A five? Yeah. I think I would give it, I'm going to give it a six and a half. I lay more on the positive side of this one, but it's not the most exciting. I almost didn't remember all of season two.
1: I remembered this episode. I didn't remember super specifics. Like I wouldn't have remembered what shows they did. I didn't even know half the shows that they did when I watched it this time, but I remembered that this was a thing. But it wasn't one that was like.
0: This was the best. Or yeah. Anything.
1: yeah. When we very first, I don't, we hadn't even started the podcast yet. It was just still a theoretical, hey, this is something I want to do. Would you be interested in, in doing an episode with me? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, think of what your favorite one from season one was, and we'll do that immediately. It was the birthday party one. This would not have been even on a radar. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have popped out at all for <laughs> like, yeah, that's my favorite. But again, I don't have anything against it. It wasn't bad. Yeah. yeah. If you've ever listeners, if this is your favorite episode,
0: call or Call in. <laughs> we do have an option now. If you listen on Anchor, you can leave a voice message for us. I was going
1: to say, oh God, don't let people call in in real life. That will up my anxiety no, no, no. so bad.
0: <laughs> we have an option now. It's uh, just voicemail is
1: perfectly fine. <laughs> for
0: Anchor, you can leave us a voice message related to the episode or future episodes. Or if you want to argue and say, hey, this is the best episode and this is why, just log in. Anchor is it's free to listen to, but also that's the only place that we've got that voice message option. So. You can do that. Also, find us on Facebook. We have a Not My Forte Facebook. We are trying to be a little bit more active on it right now. It's just <laughs> mostly, hey, you know, we'll put the Spotify link up. Or, hey, this is Tuesday. Our episode's up. I think we put a sandwich update mm. on there. <laughs> We're all about sandwich updates. Yeah, sandwich update. What's the scoop? What's the scoop? I only have two little things. I got on a Yorkie hole. Huh,
1: huh.
0: That didn't come out right. I got on a, York, a Yorkie. What is it? Called? What am I trying to say? Went the leg grip thing that he does? No. What? I went down a black hole.
1: The rabbit hole.
0: A rabbit hole. That's a, that's the hole. Yeah, that's, that's the, hole that the hole i, was hole I, for I want. I went down a Yorkie rabbit that hole. hit the wrong
1: hole, Megan. That's not a happy surprise for anybody.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Yorkie. <laughs> His name is Stephen Husser, or Hooser. I don't know how it's, it's H-U-S-Z-E-R. He is 37 years old. Hey.
1: I know, not too far off. No, no, we're pretty close. I normally don't like older men, but (laughs) I can make a two-year But hey, he's gorgeous and he knows it. Yeah, I mean, not that I can go out with anybody right now, but... (laughs) You're a little locked down right now, Amber. Yeah, kind of made a commitment there, but... I don't know if I could date a guy that was so much prettier than me. Because I think he's, it would be a problem. hes I would feel insecure constantly.
0: He's so much prettier than me. That has to be a problem for his life.
1: One, prettier than you, but also you know everybody else is lusting after this person that you're with. And I don't know if I'm secure enough for that. <laughs> So, he's
0: from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I just wanted to say that. That's, there was no need to say it. That's so... What okay. a fun name. I know. But like,
1: that's a fun thing to say. Sounds exotic.
0: And I wrote down a few things that he's been in. Slash one thing that's coming. He was in... He's a big Hallmark staple.
1: Damn. I gotta get into Hallmark movies, I guess.
0: I guess. And uh, I think maybe Hallmark has, like, a production company up in Canada or something.
1: I feel a like a lot of those, like, mountainy, snowy towns a Hallmark
0: movie. It's called Time for Us to Come Home for Christmas.
1: She almost was like cringing as she had to read that.
0: It's like, okay, I'm kind of... It's long-winded. It's like this was a working title and no one ever came back and fixed it. Yeah. It's time for us to come home for Christmas. That's not catchy.
1: I feel like they could have just called it like, it's time. That could have been significantly shortened.
0: Yeah. Anyway, he's in it with Lacey, uh...
1: Chawbert. I know who you're talking about. Lacey
0: Chabert or Chabert. I don't I know. Don't know how to say her Maybe last name, I'm trying to I'm make kn- her fancy. I, uh, I'm trying to put an asterisk
1: at the end. I know who you're talking about, though. Mean Girls, Lacey. Yeah. her father invented toaster strudel yes
0: (laughs) i know what you mean that's the best way to describe Uh, it yes
1: that's who she will forever be
0: so that's a christmas movie he's been in several there are even several recent christmas movies he was pax on supernatural and that was in 2020
1: okay see i haven't seen the last seasons of that show i think i have like two or three at the end that i haven't watched so i haven't gotten to him yet but i will there's a tv movie called cooking up love I'm sure it's Hallmark. sounds spicy. It sounds
0: exactly <laughs> like you think it that was, is going to be.
1: Oh my God. And then Christmas in the Rockies. I don't know if TV I've heard movie. of that one or if it's just such a generic sounding title that I've heard something similar.
0: He's going to be in a crime movie. It's in pre-production right now called Serpentine. It didn't really have a lot of notes on it. So I'm not sure Did what you say it's it was about. A crime it movie? says it's a crime movie of some huh, sort. Okay. So keep an eye out for that. He's really he's clean shaven in a lot of these Hallmark type movies, and I don't find him as cute with his shaved face. I think does it, he have a
1: beard in Letter Kenny? I'm yes, to, huh? Oh, you don't. Remember. I we're gonna get off on a beard tangent this I'm time. I'm all for looking at the bearded pictures of bearded men. I prefer Josh clean shaven. I think it looks. I better. can't picture Josh with a beard, but maybe that's because I've only ever seen him clean shaven. I love Nate's beard. He trimmed it like six months ago. Did it make you sad? Well, yeah, because he kind of messed up and then he had to trim it like really. Oh, hang on. Okay. Yeah. Like it's more of a scruff. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a beard, but it's a very short beard. Yes. Yeah, a very trim contained. Holy crap. That. Yep. That yep. one.
0: <laughs> but he doesn't, I don't like his,
1: yeah, I don't has, like his face as much.
0: <laughs> look, he has a beautiful face. I like his face. You have a great face. I just I think it looks nicer with the, at least really, it's a little bit like of scruff. The scruff
1: is very nice. Is there any of him clean shaven? What's yeah. that long ass title time for? It's time us for to us to come for Christmas. Home for Christmas. <laughs> home for Christmas. <laughs> oh, Hallmark. That's it. Oh yeah. He, he looks can, like a different person he completely. He does look like a completely different person. Complete side tangent to our side tangent. Have you seen those pictures of Seth Rogen, shaved for, that new yes. uh, Tommy and Pam movie? That and he's I in? still. I, like, it took, I didn't believe it was him. I know. I really had to look hard at that. I mean, like, and Knocked Up, he didn't have his big beard. But he didn't look anything like he does in those yeah. pictures. He
0: seems a lot skinnier. I don't know. It's don't just know. like a different he, face shape.
1: Face. I heard an interview with him one time that said he realized he could change the shape of his face by growing his beard. So that's literally what he's done. It like, He seems... looks like a, such a completely different person. I will say that Yorkie is not as good look. he's not ugly or anything but he looks a whole lot better with scruff yes and so that's not the last watching time for us to come home for christmas
0: <laughs> time for us to come home for christmas 20 I, I don't know i feel like i could just keep adding on to the <laughs> as a spoof that seems like a letter thing that they
1: would that, do uh, yeah
0: maybe they will maybe they'll at some point poke fun at hallmark movies as a meta kind of a thing because
1: who else was it Dirks, you said, was also in a lot Dierks of movies. Hardma- is a big Hallmark
0: movies. movie guy. He's a big Hallmark movie guy. There was someone else that... One of the other ones that are on here, that's a big Hallmark movie guy. That's the
1: last thing I have for the Yorkie I'm looking at this there. picture of him, and it's like... it. It's not unattractive. It just almost doesn't look like him. Yeah, it's almost... It's like his bottom lip looks completely different or something. Or, I don't know. He looks better with Scruff. Agreed. I'm with glad her. we motion passed. Yeah. Keep the scruff always.
0: And then the very last part of what's the scoop that I have, Dylan Playfair. I have DP because we're friends. <laughs> He's going to be in a movie called, pre- um, I almost said pre-production. Okay, I'm tired.
1: Uh, <laughs> Cut that out, Josh. <laughs> Megan party hardy this weekend at her best. Apparently party. I'm still
0: drunk. <laughs> DP is in a movie called Used Mercs. So it's about mercenaries
1: that have retired and they get pulled back in. Is he a retired mercenary? I guess, he but he seems, seems way too, too young too to young. be retired. Like you need to be—that's like Bruce Willis age. I know it's in pre-production. Maybe I'm... he's one of the new ones.
0: Possibly, maybe like, he's one of the guys that's like getting active. them into yeah. trouble or something. I don't know, I don't but know. it seems interesting. Definitely a different take on anything we've on seen him, him do because he's really goofy and silly and or Disney yeah. family friendly. Yeah, he's yeah. very Disney. That's what we see him and. I am also curious to see him in the movie, his fiancée
1: yeah, you were saying something about that. Whistle. That's supposed to be a very different take, too, so... I like it when people kind of... Branch e- out. Yeah, so they don't fit a mold all mm-hmm. the time.
0: This movie's not my taste, but i love to see it i love to see them branch out and i think it's probably fun for them too yeah so. To get to
1: do something different because as an actor it seems like it wouldn't be a challenge to do the same thing it's like over and over um, again. my boy tom holland doing different movies definitely more grown up and definitely not yeah peter parker but it's nice to see he's doing all the things he's doing all the things well that's our hot take this was like a three hour podcast it's
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot this time. Josh is already upset. I know. But maybe we can cut this out for our spare parts. Episode.
1: I'm telling you, we have like two episodes good, worth already. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you all for joining us. Check back with us next time. am going to be the last episode in the old house oh, the we're old moving house. to the new podcast lounge in the new home woo!
1: i'm excited uh, so
0: the first one in the new house will be the st patrick's day episode oh yeah, it's the special be. episode so check back with us next time for season two episode six maybe possibly the season finale we don't know if we're <laughs> going to consider it that yet but we will see you next time thank you for joining us bye i'm out <laughs> Thanks again for listening to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Information is pulled for this episode from letterkenny.fandom.com as well as Megan and Amber's notes. Music for these episodes is provided by Mark Wallach and that song is called Rattle and Shake. If you have any questions about this episode or any comments or insights on this
1: episode or future episodes feel free to email us at casualjosh0 at gmail.com that's casualjosh the number zero at gmail.com and remember to put not my forte in the subject line